the Garden of Eden was found where? In the Middle East. No, all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. The Garden of Eden was the whole earth. Okay? But there was a specific place where God put man and woman and the purpose for God to have given them that place was so that they would be in an area where they could develop and grow and become a, 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 a whole uh, uh, dominion of God. I, I, I want you to understand that. When I'm talking about the dominion of God, I'm talking about eternity into eternity. Uh, so for us today, we are in the dominion of God, but we are in a lost dominion. Amen? We are in a lost dominion. What God had purposed for mankind to have and to live with, and the peace that would have lived with forever and ever was cut short. Adam and Eve sinned, and therefore they took us from the Garden of Eden, or they took us from the presence of God. And because of that, we were lost, and we had to pray to God uh, to uh, uh, accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And when we accept Him, that we regain the right to enter the heavenly places. We regain the right under the heavenly places. So, we are not really uh, in the heavenly places at this moment because we sin and we are dead. But Billy Graham has passed. Billy Graham has passed. He is at this present time, as we talk, with Jesus. Amen. So, he has finished the journey here. He has entered eternity of eternity where there will not be, there will not be sickness, disease, or suffering. So he has inherited an everlasting dominion. Amen. He has uh, uh, inherited an everlasting dominion. If you have Jesus Christ in your heart, as I have him, I believe uh, 100% that I really uh, uh, want to live a life of pleasing him and a life of serving him, uh, uh, then I have uh, cut a ticket uh, in a train going up into the skies, amen? Yeah. And that when he comes, Jesus, uh, I will be there with him. So that's what um, we are continuing with. Now, I want us to go to the book of Isaiah. Uh, the reason why I want us to go to the book of Isaiah is because I want you to experience uh, what we talked about uh, a week week before, uh, which is the pride, the power of pride. And how does the Bible really speak of it? Uh, from uh, the Old Testament into the New Testament. In the book of Revelation, in the book of Revelation, the end of chapter 22, there we're, we are closing the vision of God to humankind the interaction of God and man and woman. Uh, in chapter 22 of the book of Revelation, we're going to also touch a little bit there, and then we're going to uh, touch also in the book uh, of um, Daniel. And um, it's a lot of things that I want to talk to you about. It's about, about the earth and its troubles. The earth and its troubles. And that if you have Jesus Christ in your heart today, you are, you have done the the the, the, the the worst thing to the devil. Because he would want you to be with him in heaven. He would want you to experience the balance that is going to be in that place. 
And hell is going to be far away from God. Hell is going to continue right into the presence of God. He will be able to see every pain and every suffering. He will be, that when you hear about the vengeance of God on evil, he will be able to see everything. He will want, he, um, when you hear about people who kill people, who torture people, who are hateful people, these things are going to be amplified in hell with the fire on top of them. When you hear about people who, uh, what? Um, what's, what's, the, what's the fruit of, uh, of hate? What's the fruit of, uh, of unrighteousness? In the book of Galatians chapter 5. We, we won't go there. But let's turn to the book of, uh, 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 of uh, Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 24. Yes, Isaiah 24, verse 17, coming down. And I want you to get to Daniel chapter 7, uh, chapter 7, verse 1 to 18. This is a powerful, 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 powerful scripture. I read and I cried and I begged God to save people as I was uh, reading it. Uh, Daniel, Daniel, uh, Daniel um, 7, uh, 1. Uh, 1 to 18. Uh, also, I want you to read Daniel 7, 1 to 18. These are powerful, powerful, powerful scriptures. If you do not have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I commend you in the name of Jesus to be saved. I really commend you in the name of Jesus to be saved. You don't need to go here. You don't need to go to hell at all. Don't need to go there. There is horror and horror. Imagine, imagine people who are going to go there. That it's going to be hell on hell on their earth down there. It's going to be serious, serious pain and suffering. You have those scriptures, and then uh, I would want you also to read, to read uh, Revelation chapter twenty-two, verse one to seven uh, to seven. Also, it's a good one. And that's speaking about a lot of the men of God, who are, those who accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, those who are in Christ. And what is their lot also? What is the fate of those who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Which scripture is that again? Uh, 20, uh, uh, Revelation 22, verse 1 to 7. Yes. These are things that are powerful. I'm taking you to these scriptures today because of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of pride, because of the word pride. The book, uh, we read in the book of, uh, of Isaiah last time, we read Isaiah uh, 14 verse uh, 12 going down, uh, but I want those scriptures to be, to accompany that one so that you can understand what is going to happen to mankind who did not obey the gospel of Jesus Christ or the gospel of, uh, of uh, Billy Graham. We can call him now uh, the prophet of this era, Billy Graham. So prophecy, uh, the prophecy that he spoke and the words that he spoke uh, have come. We can call him now a prophet for the nations. Hallelujah. I'm going to go there a little bit just to remind you 
of where we read and to see why our wars, why our hatefulness, why there are divorces, why there is rape, why there are uh, uh, these guys who get women to go to sell sex gifts, why there are uh, um, uh, clubs, why they are drunkards, why do people go like this when they have drunk and, and they can't function and they lose the moral ability to, to, um, to, uh, to control their uh, essential needs. We're going to look into the book of Isaiah and we're going to talk about it. It's horrible to talk about these things, but it's good that we remind ourselves about these things so that we do not find ourselves in bad places. 14 of Isaiah verse 12, I'm going to come down very quickly as I can, and then I'll jump to, uh, to, uh, uh, to Isaiah 24. Hallelujah. Now, you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the most, uh, so son of the morning, uh, son, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend unto heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars. And we talked that the stars are the sons of God, they are the angels of God. Uh, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. And I, want, I wanted us to look at that word, the congregation. The congregations are the angels of God. The congregations are uh, uh, Michael, that raised um, uh, many, many other angels, those who come and visit, those who come and minister to us, those that talk to us. Recently I had a dream um, where I had gone to, uh, I was going to Dartmouth, uh, actually, no, I was on Lady Hammond Road, coming down and work, working there at the intersection, the Hammond, um, we are coming from Hammond Road, eh? and is it Hammond Road? No, uh, Lady Hammond Road, yes, Lady Hammond Road. I was, I was coming, I wasn't driving, I was walking, and then I see on uh, uh, the road coming to Dartmouth, a person who had fallen, and it's as if they had had an accident. And, uh, uh, and it was really bad. And uh, I felt that I should go to minister to that person. And within my heart, there was the fear that if I go there to talk to that person, or to hold that person, and carry the person, and, and tend to them, and minister to them, that uh, they may say, the police come there and say, he shot or killed the person. Uh, and and uh, so therefore, I hesitated and I couldn't, but I was there to try to help. And, uh, and, and uh, so I, and then I looked and I saw that there were people coming uh, to try to help and then I made a decision to leave, to pass, to, to get going. And immediately I saw, uh, 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 I saw a little boy come to me and said, uh, you have done a wrong thing, Pastor. You have done a wrong thing. You should have gone there and ministered that person. That's the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord stood up and said to me, I have missed an opportunity. You, you, you looked at me and you couldn't come and attend to my needs. And he said to me, you should not be afraid of the police. You should not be afraid of anybody. If you are going to come and take care of anybody. He said, if my blood had fallen on you, would have had greater grace 
than, than, uh, than, than, than you already have. He said, but in your ministry, there are things to come. There are great things to come in your ministry. He said, this is what's going to happen. That's when that you know, young boy came, maybe a son his age. He came to me and held my hands. And he said, in your ministry, you're going to have to go into the streets. You're going to have to wear cummerbands to minister to the people, the street people, to take them from the streets and bring them in your ministry, to have the buses bring them and feed them, to take care of everyone that's going to pass through your door. You're going to have to do that. And he was wearing a cummerband and he was wearing a green uh, shirt, really beautiful shirt. And he said, you're going to wait. When you attend to them, you're going to be looking at the greatest people that you're going to attend to. And he left me and gave me a kiss and he said, now you know that you have must minister to anybody that comes in, whether they hate you or whether they don't like you. Okay, who was this person? This he was in a dream. He was in a dream. Oh, in a dream. Okay. Yes. I just saw it. I just said it a few days ago. And I woke up and I cried. I cried. I cried because I did not have it. Because of the fear of being taken in jail, I, woke, I couldn't attend to that, to that person. The angels are everywhere. We're going to meet them everywhere. They're going to come to us like the, like the, 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 the worst of the worst. And we better be ready to not discriminate uh, uh, when people come to us. So Lucifer raised himself above the congregation on the, on the farthest side of the north, as the Bible says there. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, Lucifer was speaking, and Lucifer was speaking, ah, yeah, 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 Lucifer was speaking, that's in heaven, before he fell on earth, he is speaking about becoming more than God, he is giving words in his heart, he's speaking them out, he is lashing out, he is deciding what he's going to do, and you're going to see these words in Daniel, that they are words of boastfulness, which we ought not to have in our hearts. We must be humble in our work, in our doings. We must be people of peace in our soul. Our desire should be to meet every need of every man in the name of Jesus. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will be like the most high God. These are Bostrus words where Lucifer is, is, is speaking to the angels, to the congregations, up into the skies, and every angel is tested. And then, of course, the Bible says in the book of, uh, of, of Revelation that one third of the angels fell with Lucifer on earth. Shall we feel strong about ourselves? Shall we be boastful about ourselves? The Bible does not want us to be boastful about ourselves. The Bible wants us to be boastful about Christ our Savior. Hallelujah. That's the one we need to be boasting about. That's the one we need to take into the streets and tell people about. That's the one we need to tell people about, nations about, that Billy Graham had done and has uh, departed from us and has brought many people into the kingdom of God. The Bible says to us that our humbleness as born-again Christians should be our strongest in uh, what insensitive as we work and save other people. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? The Bible says that our humbleness, our humbleness, 
should be the incentive that we're going to use to bring other people into the kingdom of God. Okay. Mm. The incentive to get people in. Yes, yes. It has to be humbleness. I came to Nova Scotia and I preached at the waterfront. Some of you were not there at that time and people got saved. And one among them was a Indian young man uh, called, um, I can't still remember the name, but uh, it's, it's out of, it slipped out of my mind. He had been smoking glue. My wife will remember the young man. He had been smoking glue and he accepted Jesus Christ at the waterfront uh, at the wave there. Uh, and he cried. I remember him crying. And we invited him to come to our home. He said, I'm very good to come to your home. He was smelling seriously. But we brought him into our home. And, uh, and we ministered to him and ministered to him. And he got filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with me tongues. And, as he got, and so he got to church the next week to go to church. And as he entered in, glue entered into the church. The smell of glue entered into the church. And where he was sitting, at the, he went and sat in an area and all the people at that area left him. They, left, they stood up and left because he was smelling really bad. But I'm glad he came in the church. He came in the church. But the wounds in that young man was so hard on that day that he got out of the church and came to our house, me and my wife Sabina, and he cried like a baby. And he said, why would you accept me? And the other people did not accept me. Why are you, what can you tell me that I got into the church where I should be accepted? But now I'm chastened. I'm chastened by those that say they love God. And he was crying and crying and crying and crying. And we ministered with him for a long time. But you see, we always had glue in our lives. Amen. We were always all stinking like crazy before God. And he changed us and brought us true. into his so kingdom. True. Hallelujah. So true. We cannot run away from them. They are ours. They are our brothers. They are our sisters. We must go there where they are and bring them into the kingdom of God. And woe am I, Pastor Bella, if at any time in my life I engage myself into a place, I divide myself to a place where instead of bringing somebody in the kingdom of God, I am the one taking him into the kingdom of the devil. Are you with me, church? Yeah. If I divide myself and divide the blood of the land, and I take my knees to the ground, and I take the man and the, or a woman to the ground, and I take them into hell with me in hell. Woe am I, because done the punishment of the kingdom of God, done the fire that is going to fall on me, will be kindled a hundred or a million times than the other people who did not know the Lord who will be with me in hell. Does that make sense? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. These scriptures are tough on me. My heart is swollen inside of me because of the words that I've read in Daniel chapter 7. We're going to go there now. The book of Daniel. The book of Daniel. Lucifer lifted himself up. He became proud of his desire to conquer over God and to defeat God. And he defeated nations, as the Bible, as the Bible says there. I'm going to go to Daniel 
And we're going to read Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, coming down. I wish we could start from verse uh, 1. Maybe we could go, man, I want you to go home and read it, the whole book of, uh, the whole chapter, chapter 7 of the book of Daniel. Read this scripture and see the terror that comes into the soul. Listen to the words of the Lord. When we are in, when we are, when we are prideous, when we have pride in our heart, we become, we become, we become like Lucifer. We inherit, we inherit the vocabulary of Lucifer. We do not have peace in our hearts. We don't see any reason why another person should have this or that. We become boastful. Everything has to be ours. Everything has to cater to my desire and my needs. We become selfish. We become uh, uh, liars. We become hateful. We become uh, uh, what, um, fornicators. We become everything becomes part of us. Ours, 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 and mine, and mine, and mine, and mine. The book of Daniel is speaking of something seriously powerful here. The book of Daniel. Uh, 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 I'll start from chapter uh, 1, I think. This one, sorry, this one. Let me go this one. In the first year of uh, uh, Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. Daniel, he, he, he wrote down the dream, telling them uh, the main facts. Daniel spoke saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven were stirring up the great sea. Uh, the four winds of the heavens. The four winds of the heavens. There is the east, west, south, and north. There is a wind that goes when Satan is bombarding an area, when Satan is attacking a nation. He brings powers from heaven into that kingdom, into that city, into that place, up to divide our homes. When Satan is attacking a marriage, there are winds that he sends, winds of this cold. Hatefulness, hatefulness, power of disobedience, the woman can't obey her husband anymore. The man can't obey or laugh at his wife anymore. Winds of discord. So many things come that disturb the marriage. Children disobey their parents. Parents disobey their uh, God and therefore uh, begin to hurt and harm their children. These are the winds of destruction that come against us. In the book of Daniel, you're going to find where Daniel had been praying for 21 days. And after 21 days, he was almost collapsing. When an angel came to him and spoke to him, Daniel, oh man, beloved of God, before, on, immediately, when you started to pray, on the day that you started to pray, the Lord had sent me, the Lord had brought me to give you answers to the visions that you had seen. And then, uh, 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 but the, uh, the angel, uh, with the wind, or the angel, or, or, or the prince of Persia had held me that I could not come and bring the answer to you. The angel or the, uh, the prince of Persia with the spirit of the devil in mid-air 
fire that stopped an angel of God to come down to bring the answer to Daniel so that he could know about the end time. Here Daniel is telling us that there are winds that come and there are beasts you're going to hear about. Uh, and we, they're already where I can see uh, bigger scriptures. My Bible is getting smaller. And so great beasts came up, uh, came up from the sea, which, uh, which different, which are think, different from the other. Keep going. Uh, the first was like a lion and had uh, eagle's wings. I walked till uh, its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man, and a man's heart was given to it. That's a beast. That's a beast. These are the powers of darkness that are out there working in us, that are there, that we haven't seen, that we, your eyes cannot see them. My eyes cannot see them, but they are out there. These are things that Daniel saw that are going to happen in later days. Uh, uh, can you go down? Is that that's where you are now? And suddenly, another beast, a, sec uh, a second like a bear, it was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its, in its mouth between its teeth. And they said, uh, yes, and they said, thus to it, arise, devour much flesh. This is the flesh of man. When that beast will arise, it will eat flesh of man. It will not eat goat or cow. It will eat flesh of man. If your heart is not in Christ, the time that that beast is going to rise, you will be eaten. I will be eaten if I know that Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. At any time, those beasts may rise. Are you with me, church? So if you do not have Jesus Christ in your heart, you are in a dangerous place, in a dangerous zone. He is the only one that those uh, ribs, when you hear about the ribs there, how many ribs are there, did we say? 60 ribs? Yeah. Yes, uh, it came, the, the list came up with how many ribs? Three. Three ribs. It's not. It's not ribs that that Daniel saw. What Daniel saw is teeth. That the teeth of a of a, of a hippopotamus. What? <laughs> Have you seen a hippopotamus teeth? They're not. They they don't rip flesh, do they? Oh yes, hippopotamus they rip flesh. Mm -hmm. Are you sure? Oh, heard about it. They tear carcasses of other animals when they die. Okay. It was just on nature recently. Get educated. They tear the serious. They eat flesh, they bite into it and tear it. Rhinoceros? Do you mean rhinoceros? No, uh 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 hippos. Uh, hippos. 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 Do you know what's a hippo? I do know what's a hippo. I yes, how does it look like? They eat vegetables and eat carcasses too. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they, 
The hippos, hippos, they fly. They, they, they. Okay, all right, he's having me on now. Okay. Yeah. Hippos don't fly. What, Jojo, I'm falling for this. Hallelujah. Hippos are teeth. They have teeth. And those teeth are, are cute. They come out of them. They come out of their mouth. When Lucifer is going to be loose on earth, people's flesh are going to be cut in pieces. These beasts are serious. We're not talking about, you um, know, sometimes people say it's just a, uh, and a, a, um, a rhetorical way of the Bible to tell of what's going to happen. But it's speaking of the full truth of the vengeance and the hatefulness of things that are going to come and happen. Hippos are, have you You're heard? right. You're right. You're right. Yes, yes, I told you. They eat anything they find. Sorry, Pastor. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I I had to just. Hallelujah. Apparently, it's when it's when food, it's when vegetables and fruits are scarce. Yes, they eat anything that they find. Yes, yes, yes. But it's not their preferred. Because where I come from, where I come from, they are everywhere. So you can't just go throw yourself into a river and begin to swim, you will be eaten up. They clap you and you're gone. And they cut you in pieces and they chew you up. Yeah. It's not uh, an easy... Uh, my daughter is crying and laughing. They chew you up. No, you're not supposed to hit them. They are sweet. We should have them as pets. Did you know that mothers eat their children? Mothers, human mothers? What? Did you know that human mothers eat their children? Yeah. Right in, in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. 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 Whenever there is when there's no Famine, food, when there's no food. There's no food and the husbands have run away. It's reality. It's reality. The horror you're hearing about here is serious business. God wants us to really live in him, to know him, and to live in Christ forever and ever. These are things that we're talking about. The other scripture, if you can get it for me, please. My eyes are the best these days. After this I looked, and there was another, like a leopard, which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads and dominion, and dominion was given to it. Dominion, we are talking about Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ has a dominion, okay? Yes. But this is a beast. And this beast, anytime you hear of a beast, you are talking about an invasion of other spirits coming on earth and taking over and destroying mankind. But you're going to hear somebody else in this scripture that is a little bit different as we go in the book of Daniel. So the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is telling you about Jesus Christ in the beginning infinity, in the present time that we are in, 
and in the time to come. Hallelujah. In the time of beginning infinity, he was in the Garden of Eden. He was the reason for the Eden Garden to be created. He was the reason for the earth to be created. He was the reason for the atmospheres to be set and put together by God. It was so that Jesus, the Son of God, will have dominion of dominion forever and ever. Hallelujah. And his kingdom will have no end. Hallelujah. The kingdom of Jesus will have no end. Just as the kingdom of the devil in hell will have no end. There are two kingdoms that have opposed each other from the beginning of the earth until today. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Father have opposed the Lucifer with all the angels that were good angels that fell with Lucifer on earth. And in past scriptures that we read last a few weeks ago, uh, we read of a man who was righteous, who was living in the tomb in the book of Mark chapter 5. Those spirits, they came and entered that man and it became violent. We read about it. I don't need to read the scripture again because I have other scriptures to, for us to continue. And it became violent and it became so strong that they bound him with chains and the chains he would put asunder. He would break them. And he ate corpse into the grave because he did not have any other place to, to, to be and, or to go. And there was no restaurant. Nobody took, uh, took food to him. That man lived by eating what was put into the ground. Is that the one Jesus healed? Yes, that's the one Jesus healed in the book of uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 1 going down. Matthew 5? Uh, no, no, Mark, 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 please. Mark 5. Yes, Mark 5. Hallelujah. So you should not play with salvation. I should not play with salvation. I should not dump the blood of Jesus on a woman out there and take her to hell. Some of our clothes are unwanted. These clothes of mine, if you steal them, you're going to bring them here. You can't take them away. They will torment you until you bring them back to my place. Because they are unwanted. My clothes, you cannot play with them. Anything I possess, you cannot play with it. You will bring it back to me or I find you where you are. Like, touch not my anointed. Yes, hallelujah. Touch not the clothes of my anointed. Write that down. Right. Praise God. An anointed man is a dangerous person. You must not play with him. You must not hate him. You must not speak evil of him. Because he may turn to you and look at you and not say a single word. And animals come from the forest and they eat you up. Right. Alicia. Did you hear about Elisha? So don't play with an with, with an unwanted person. He is under the blood of the land. He's protected. He is uh, an atomic bomb. Some guys stole my camera in Tanzania, and uh, 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 brother uh, uh, Matthew knows about the story. They stole my cameras in Burundi. Ran with my cameras in Tanzania. And I caught them in Tanzania after four days. In the name of Jesus. And I got my camera back. Hallelujah. Don't play with me, son. <laughs> my father used to laugh like that. 
friends. Desire to be with him. Desire to be on your knees. Anoint his feet. Anoint Jesus' feet, young men, young women. Oh, fall on your knees and say, Jesus, you are the only thing, the only love that I have in my life. Fall there and stay there for an hour, for two hours, for three hours, for four hours. Say to him, you are my joy. You are my blessing. You are my husband. Rejoice in the Lord. The Bible says, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Hallelujah. Sit there. Eat and drink from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He has a river that does not flow dry. He has a river that brings life in us. There's a song the Lord God gave me long, long time ago. He is a river that brings a change. He is a river that flows from heaven. He is a river that showers my heart. Hallelujah! He is a river. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. This, what were you saying about Mark 5, the man in the cave eating flesh, and Jesus healed him? And... Yes, Jesus healed, healed him and dressed him. Jesus healed him. After he healed him, he told the disciples to okay. put clothes on him. Okay. Amen. Ministries require that when people are saved, we look into their needs and to attend to their needs. But we cannot do that if we are not immersed or fallen under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and that any pride in us is adulterated and removed from our hearts. Hallelujah! Because if a, if, if a, if a, if a prostitute enters here, she has her way of, of, of dressing. Does it make sense? When she just comes here, she just accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. She won't dress like you dress. She'll come here with mini jeeps. Mini jeep. Huh? How do you call it? Mini skirt. Mini skirt. Mini jeep. I'd cross the other side. Mini skirt. She'll come here. If your eyes are not crucified, you will die with her in this church. Are you with me? I say, if your eyes are not crucified with Christ on the cross, you will die with her in this church. You must live with her. Are you with me, church? But with time, the Lord will heal her, the Lord will minister to her, and God will bring her into his kingdom. In Tanzania, I preached in a marketplace, and a woman uh, got, uh, had demons in her, in, in her, I don't know what had happened to her, and she was going like this all the time, all the time, all the time, going like this, and she would go and she, would, and she was buying things, but you could see her, and she would do things, and you could hear her, and all her lips were bleeding. And I was standing on the other side of the marketplace and I was preaching. And she screamed, she screamed where she was and landed on the ground. And, I, and, 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 I, and we ran there and I prayed in the name of Jesus and the demon came out of her. Hallelujah. Immediately on that same very day and that very second, her hand stopped going like this. 
She came to church. It came on only church. She came there, and everybody saw how her lips were in a mess. She was filthy. We dressed her. And she, until today, I hear she's in a church. I don't know where. Uh, in, in, in Tanzania, but she said to other people, I can never go in that world. The Lord delivered me and set me free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of Satan is a kingdom that uh, these words in Daniel, oh, should I reach there, Lord? Will I reach there? Will I really reach there? I'm going to jump to uh, to uh, to seven. Uh, where were we? We were on chapter what? We were on verse what? On verse six. Ah, okay. Verse, yeah, let's go to verse seven. And, uh, and I'll end up on uh, verse eight. We're going to comment on that one. Praise God. Hallelujah. After this, I saw, after this, I saw in the night a vision. And behold, for this dreadful and terrible. Did you hear those words? Exceedingly strong. That's the spirit that Satan puts in those who have demons in their hearts. People become over strong. They become, uh, 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 they become like the Goliaths of the Bible. Remember in the book of Genesis chapter 6 that the man, when the angels answered women and found those who were beautiful to them and slept with them, they, the women conceived. Women conceived, and when they conceived, they brought on earth giants. Do you remember that? In the chapter 6 of the book of, of, of Genesis. So that's the strength that Satan puts into mankind. So when you are sleeping with a woman who does not have Jesus in her life, she has a strength that will destroy your soul. If you sleep with a man who does not have Jesus in his heart, a man that you have married for yourself, that God has given to you, they bring a different kind of a spirit in your soul. They dump something in your heart. A woman that you do not know, that is, is of a strange world. The strange world is the world of Satan. They come with a different strength. It had, it had huge iron teeth. It was devouring, breaking in pieces and trampling. They visited you with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten homes. These are animals, spirits that are invading the earth and that are causing uh, uh, nations to fall apart. We took the Bible out of the room of the school, and today we have guns in the school. In the United States recently, a young man took a gun and shot how many, how many, how many other kids? 14, I think. 17 kids. That's not a human child. Something strong is living in that child. Are you with me, church? That's not a child. There are spirits in that child commanding the child to commit murder. For that child, there is no respect. Or there is no, should they say, respect. There's no value in another person's life. He'd been thrown out of school. Yes. So he came back and killed. Yeah. These are the spirits that 
a kingdom and dominion. Because you also have the dominion. Church, are you with me? Hallelujah. We must love God and nothing else. For me, honestly, you can take anything you want. Take it, take it. I don't have any desire for anything else except Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Nothing else. And if I don't preach to you right, I'm going to stand in the presence of God and I will be punished for not telling you the truth. According to Jeremiah uh, uh, chapter 23. You can read there, verse 1. It's serious business that I am into, my friends. It's really serious. I have to tell the whole truth. If I don't tell you the truth, then I'm in big, big, big trouble. Then I stand before God. That scripture goes down and says, I was considering the homes and uh, there was another home, a little one coming uh, up among them before whom three of the first homes were plucked out by the roots. And there in this home were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking, 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 speaking. Those are the words. That's the word that I want you to have. This is Daniel 7, right? Daniel 7. Speaking what? Speaking pompous what? Pompous words. I speaking pompous words. Proud. That's it. When you are a proud person, you speak pompous words. You know what pompous means? come back home. They come filled 
with what they hate in the schools. The teachers bombarded them with things that are not gentle, that are not saying, yeah, you can pass your math. You can, yeah, you can pass your math. Just use this and just use this. That they put labels on the children that they have ADD or MCC or MPP or MOO or MNN.
they're a girl, but they think they're a man. Yes. They're supposed to be a man, yeah, yeah. and you have to let them change. Yes. And if you don't agree, they will take by force. Yeah, yeah. So I had to share that because what you're saying, these beasts and everything, we don't look at, at, at our at people that are out here, like beasts like this, yes. but that's exactly what they are. Yes. So please, uh, we, have, we have to come back to the beginning of the study. We talked about the sin, we talked about the sin and how God will judge the earth. God will not judge the earth without justice. Uh, okay? Are you with me? So God will judge the earth on, 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 on account of the sin that man has done. And uh, if you go to the book of uh, Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, uh, if you can go there quickly, uh, I'm going to show you how he will, he, will, uh, he will punish, he will punish, God will judge, God will punish the sin, not the human. It's important that you understand that. And then I'll say the second, the second thing about it. God will not punish the human, he will punish the sin that he has deemed to be sin against him. God will not punish Lucifer. God will punish the sin of Lucifer. Write it down, and I'm going to explain why. Write it down. God will not send Lucifer to hell, but he will send the sin to hell. Write it down. Explain, and I'm going to explain. It's absolutely crazy. Because people want to put God as a as, as a, a rough God, a God with no love, a God who created us as human beings, and then he throw us in the hands of Satan, and now we are we are judged, and now he's going to take all of us and throw us in hell. No, that's not what God is going to do. What God is going to do, you can write that down. What God is going to do in the book of Galatians chapter 5. God is going to punish these things. And you better not have them in your heart. Are you with me, church? Are you hearing it? Trying to get it down. God is going to hunt few sins that are listed here. But they are broader than what we see in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 19. It says, Now the works of the flesh, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. Mark that down. Adultery is what? A man sleeping with a woman that he did not marry, or a woman sleeping with a a man that he has not married and they are not in Christ. So, I commit an adultery with a woman. Sabine is at home. I leave her here and I go to commit an adultery with a woman. And Jesus comes right there. Jesus comes and I'm with a woman. Or I just finished the act and I'm walking in the streets of Halifax and a car hits me and I die. I you with me, church? I'm dying a sinner. When God punishes me, He will punish me with love. He will come to hug me, 
to give me a heart and I will say, oh, he was committing adultery. He was in the wrong place. He should not be committing adultery. So God will come to punish adultery. These are the things that God is going to punish. Are you with me, church? So if he finds adultery sitting with you, you and adultery will go to hell. Does that make sense? Do you understand what's going to happen? Pastor, yes. This is the illustration of gas. If I take a gas can and pour gas on your body, can you explain that? What would happen if you pulled me in fire? Okay. Oh, Pastor, that's a good one. Oh. Hallelujah. How many people have seen gas? You know gas. What is it? They put it in the cup to go. Do you drink gas? No. Come on, it's liquid. It's liquid. How does look water look like? It's water. Uh, a water's liquid. It's a liquid. Okay. So if you take gas and pour gas on yourself, or pastor says, "Oh, pastor Bella, how I love you so much." I bought you a, 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 a Christmas gift. And he says, God told me, Pastor, I'm sorry. I, I should anoint you with gas today. This is one of the anointing. Did you know that in some churches, people are going and grabbing snakes and they say they are, uh, 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 what, poison proof? And, I, and Pastor Dennis pours gas on me. And he says, now, Pastor, the Lord says to me, you should go and light a match. Light the match when I have gas on me. What is going to burn? What's going to burn? The gas will burn. The gas will burn, isn't it? What do you think is going to happen to the one who is under the anointing of the gas? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. Absolutely true. If you put gas on me and you put me at the place where there is fire, I will explode because I intended my natural being, my sanity of life is taken away by the gas, my clothes, my body, gas. Is fume. Gas is, uh, is it, you call it fume? Yes? Is it? Gas is fume. If we put it in this room, you see that fire? If you put gas here and it reaches this fire, the fume reaches this fire, it will explode. It combusts. That's the word, Princess. We can't give you a million combustions in the spirit. In the spirit. In his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's what's going to happen to mankind. God is not going to judge mankind. God is going to judge sin. Oh my God. He's going to judge sin. And wherever you sit in that sin, you are in big trouble. Understand the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that no one should perish. That no one should do what? That no one should perish. 
God created you in his own image. 